Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a runway Bubbles popping up Before you know where This rubble and dust This will be pushing it up Somebody say You Before I get to that, Jeffrey, why are there organic roasted chestnuts shelled and ready to eat on my desk here? Uh, The simple answer is I don't know. I can confirm that those chestnuts were there yesterday during the two to four show. And And you guys, obviously, even though they are, even though they are shelled and ready to eat, you did not eat them. I did not. In fact... Have you ever had a roasted chestnut? Uh, I, I don't really know. Not that I can think of. Have you ever had a pomegranate? Yes, I have had that. I had not had a pomegranate until two days ago. I may have had chestnuts. Pomegranates are when, remarkable things. When they're, I was overseas, these... you know, Germany has the Christmas markets, and I think I might right. have had them there. Well... I'm opening these chestnuts. This is a favor, so you don't have to do it, folks. Thank you. Just here's the problem with roasted chestnuts: they're wet. They're wet and slimy. They're not like it's. It's not like a roasted cashew. Correct. Did you know that they'd be wet? No. I had some suspicion that they might not be. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. Um, uh, phrasing. I said, "Oh my God." I know, but you said they're wet. <laughs> okay. These are not good mm-hmm. at all. Well, they're they are organic. They're gluten free and all natural. Mm-hmm. They're kind of gummy. Yeah. I, I expected a crunch. They're roasted freaking chest. I'm never going to think of chestnuts roasting on open fire the mm-hmm. same way again. Yes. The song was a lie. Oh my god. 
Yeah, I do not know who brought those in. Like, I don't know if Jason had well, those. If somebody gave them, if they were, them, them, if they a- were s- maybe, maybe the reality is somebody. In the new things that I've eaten over the, I, it's amazing that I went 62 years without eating a pomegranate. Uh, there, there are these things when you open them up. There's bazillion little berries in there. It looks like what's the name of the city in the Hunger Games? Uh, Center City is it called Center City or Capital, Capital city? city? Right, Capital City. Yeah, like those oh, extravagantly rich weird uh, people seen who the movies or read the books who eat. Oh, really? God, they're really good. Who eat? Um, they're, they're, they're you know they get crazy makeup and they're just all you know this indulgence, right? Yes. Pomegranates look like something that from from that they look scene. like they look like. You know what they look like? They look like nature's fruit caviar. Mm. Fruits caviar, don't they? And they just, like... Anyway, okay, that there you go. That's it for now. That's it with that part of the show. Today on the radio show, um, we have uh, Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. I, I forget sometimes because it's not every day. No, it is every day. Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. And then Fish on Friday on Tuesday is going to join us. Charles Fishman, I'm in Washington, D.C. Did you realize that in Washington, D.C., just last week, uh, just last week in Washington, D.C., um, a, uh, an FBI agent was carjacked. Female agent pushed to the ground. Wait, is this a different story than the, a different one than the? Than okay. the remember when they were there? That's With time Biden, they, were that robbing the, they were daughter, robbing the. They were robbing the Secret Service's car. Yeah, right. They were the Secret Service's car was parked in front of someone's daughter's house, and yeah, I think it was Biden's granddaughter. And uh, yeah, I think that's right. And and someone shot out the broke the windows and robbed it. While yes, they, whatever. This one was. A female agent was pushed to the ground, carjacker drew a high-end gun, took her FBI vehicle and her FBI cell phone. Uh, all, all in Washington, D.C. It doesn't just happen. In just, this, this, this nonsense isn't just unfolding in Memphis, ladies and gentlemen. But that's not what we're going to talk to Charles about. we got a whole lot of things to talk to him about, including, don't give it away if you know this. Do you know what the um, Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year Sadly, is? Sadly, I do. Yeah. How do, you, do you approve or disapprove? Disapprove. You disapprove of yes. the word. Yes. Well, we'll talk about that. Also, Charles gave a commencement address this week, and so uh, we'll see what he had. And to you say. can hear that address for free. You actually can hear the address. Do you know that? Oh no, I meant like he, when he comes on the show. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yes, true. But you can actually find it. On, I think you can probably find it out there too. But anyway, so uh, we'll talk to him about what advice. What advice <clears throat> he gave the graduates. So we have all of that to get to. Plus, of course, a lot of sports, including crazy fun, um, crazy fun uh, football game last night, wasn't it? Well, Surprising unless you were Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, but even there, sprained ankle. Yeah, Prelim- preliminary. They preliminarily they're saying it was a sprain. Hopefully, um, it was one of those where I, I look at everything through the Bills' lens, and I didn't really care about this game because I thought I don't need the Jags to lose because they're going to win the division anyway, right? Right. <laughs> although who knows now, um, and the Bengals. I, I don't. Although who knows? Maybe Jake Browning is emergence. Maybe maybe they are a playoff threat. But they're only six and six, and they don't have uh, Joe Burrow. Correct. So I'm not really worried about them. Truth of the matter is, I wanted them to win for the draft picks. I'd like them to leap for frog the Bills in the draft order. That was my, in the end. That was my rooting interest last night. And Jake Browning was sensational. Sensational. No, I mean, he, he's like, at one point I look up, he's like 18 of 32 <laughs> for, for 320. I, I do sometimes wonder. 
like these college, Jake Browning was a, I mean, I, you watch probably every game, but I didn't. But he's a terrific college quarterback. Mm-hmm. Terrific college quarterback. It is always remarkable to me how you get to the NFL and you're just slaw. You know what I mean? After leading a program, whatever else, and you get to the NFL and, uh, and it just goes to show that the speed, the windows, all of that stuff dramatically shrinks so that unless you have instincts that are just extraordinary to overcome the lack of arm talent, you need Correct. exceptional arm talent. Yes. The and average NFL arm is one of the one of the, you know, probably 10 best arms in college in a season. Right. And so you have all these players who succeed in co- and can be really, Correct. really good college quarterbacks. I mean, way back to Gino Toretta, you know, Charisman sure. Week, right? You know, Gino, whatever. Who, Steve, Jason White. Uh, Steve Walsh, was that his name? Steve, yeah. Uh, Jason White's another one. Jason White is, mm-hmm. a, is another one. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch um, who never, Danny Warfel. Sure. Um, I mean, and those these were wildly yes. accomplished college quarterbacks. And I sort of think of Jake Browning in that vein, but... Um, but I he, do think it also shows, like last night, so Browning looks pretty pedestrian his first two appearances. The Bengals get T. Higgins back last night, and helps. it's like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you can't uh, just go yeah. double Jamar. You've got to no. pay attention to him, too. Absolutely. Made a huge difference. Anyway, uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to all of this. But there are two... Stories that I wanted to, two local stories that I wanted to uh, start with right off the bat. Uh, one, um, <clears throat> an exclusive, uh, another exclusive uh, from Sam Hardiman over at the Daily Memphian. He was texting with Richard Smith this morning. Have you been following this saga? So I have, I would say I'm not like dialed in on reading every single update. Right. But well, yes. I, I, I will update the people. So today is the day when the city council is supposed to vote to transfer uh, ownership of the Liberty Bowl to the University of Memphis. Now, mind you, it isn't final, Sam tells me these things, until then next week or two weeks or whatever the hell it is, the minutes are approved, okay? Okay. So the minutes from today's meeting have to be approved. But the vote is today at the, at, the, at the main city council meeting today, which begins at 3.30, to transfer the Liberty Bowl to the University of Memphis. And, um, and, and honestly, most folks thought that, and still think it will probably go through, but thought it would go through without that much of a hitch. Then yesterday, a vice chairman of city council, J.B. Smiley, introduced a resolution uh, uh, that makes the ownership transfer contingent on the city of Memphis receiving board seats at the U of M's Auxiliary Services Foundation. So this basically saying, listen, if we give you this stadium, we're going to have to have seats on the board that run the stadium. And the University of Memphis responded and said that's not possible, partly because our bylaws don't make that possible. We're not allowed to expand the board. We're like, we're not, we're the, 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 the structure doesn't allow for that. Uh, we're certainly willing to take your input, whatever else, but yes, we can't do that. And so that resolution um, could be voted on. J.B. Smiley's resolution could be voted on today in committee. The committee meeting's at 1030, and then the full meeting is at 330. Um, or it could be pulled. His resolution could be pulled. And so Sam was... Um, in contact with Richard Smith, 
Of course, FedEx is Richard Smith, uh, son of Fred, and it's the Smith family that's giving the $50 million to make all of this possible. And some of the things he said, you can read the story at the Daily Memphian. I have tweeted it out. Um, uh, As a clear condition we put into our challenge gift, meaning that ownership be transferred, it would have to be reevaluated by all parties and would put the bigger overarching deal in jeopardy, is what he said. Um, He further said, one of the conditions of the deal we worked out with the U of M to gain buy-in on the proposal and with the mayor and mayor-elect was that the U of M would manage the Liberty Bowl and take that liability off the city's books. If that doesn't occur, due to the city council believing there's some value add and having a say on their board, which I'm not convinced there is. Further gone on to say, um, our challenge gift was also designed to artfully help get the situation unstuck with regard to the FedEx Forum upgrades too. As I'm quite fearful that we may stand to lose our NBA franchise to another city if we do not use the state money to fully fund that project, Smith said. Meaning, if you don't use the state money to, to fully fund uh, the the 50 million helps them use more state money to fully fund the Grizzlies. And then he goes on to say, if that eventuality comes to pass, I believe it sets our city on what I call the darkest timeline. The loss of the Grizzlies would further gut our downtown as we navigate the post-pandemic reset with far fewer people working out of their offices and crime and lawlessness seemingly running rampant. He went on to call it a doomsday scenario. The alternative is what my father and I are hoping to accomplish and unlock with this $50 million challenge gift, of course, that being that we are able to fully fund both projects, thereby avoiding this doomsday scenario. My hope is that the powers that will be continue to set this overarching deal in motion. Guess we'll see. So that is, uh, that is Richard Smith um, on, uh, on all of this. Now, my suspicion is that, you know, Richard weighed in, um, as he did, in advance of this meeting <clears throat> because he simply wants to make the stakes clear, right? Don't you think? Yes, 100%. It seems, listen, you all F with this, and the whole thing will collapse, and by the way, the Grizzlies could leave town. Yep. And that will be on your conscience. Or maybe, maybe not, depending on the nature of your conscience. And my further suspicion is... Um, is that is that that will be enough to make sure this gets through today, right? Don't you think? Likely, I suspect that is the case. I feel like if if there was legitimate opposition, it would be really more than what seems to be one person's crusade. Uh, I think he'll probably have more with him. He has allies on the city council. The city council is not my area of expertise. We'll have Sam on the radio show tomorrow to talk about all of this. After it happens, um, my suspicion is typically um, the Fis- the Smith family is sufficiently important to this city, and honestly smart that they usually, when they're in favor of something, it usually happens. Not always, but when they're in favor of something, it usually happens. And thank God for that. And so my suspicion is is that this will all pass. Um, and, and that the, the, the idea will be trans and that the stadium will be transferred today and that will be a good thing. But I did want you to be aware the committee meeting starts at 10 30. If anything happens, 
immediately at that point, I will certainly update you as the show goes on. Broadly speaking, I do understand, by the way, J.B. Smiley's pushback, right? Like, just from a philosophical perspective, um, if it's a public facility, he's like, why are we giving this away, right? Like, I understand that. And if we're giving it away, how about we have some say in how it's run and all of that? Like, from a philosophical perspective, um, you know, I object to privatizing schools. I object to privatizing jails. I object to, like, I object to, so I sort of understand um, the objection, but here's the reality in the city of Memphis. The stuff that's really great, or a lot of the stuff that's really great, tends to not be public stuff, you know? I, like, look at Shelby Farms, right? Shelby Farms is really great. Yeah. And what happened had to happen for it to be really great was it was turned over, a public land turned over to a conservancy that can run it as it saw fit. Why? Oh, I mean, and, and you know, it, it, some will say, oh, that's, this is terrible. This is a terrible phenomenon because in the end, it's just the rich and powerful people who run it, right? There were a lot of people when the Shelby Farms thing happened who said, it'll just be the, the rich white people out there just making a playground for themselves. Have you walked around that lake lately? If you walk around that lake lately, I don't think there is a better representation of the diversity of Memphis than when you walk around that lake. It's fantastic. Shelby Farms is fantastic. You know what else is great? Overton Park. Mm -hmm. The golf course at Overton Park. Like, they turned Overton Park from a place that was in descent, I think we can say, right? Yes. To a place that's a freaking jewel. Why? Because what they did, the city has a lot to do. (laughs) Like The city has a lot to keep up, which, by the way, doesn't always keep up. So if you actually hand something over to a private group that is invested, deeply invested, deeply invested in making sure something is first class, it is much more likely to be first class. I do have some questions about this, the financial, um, the financial implications of this for the University of Memphis. There's a reason that many in city government are gleeful about getting the Liberty Bowl off the hands of the city government because it's expensive. It's expensive to run. It's expensive to keep up. And by the way, also do a crappy job of it. I mean, that, it's funny listening to the Iowa State fans. For the Iowa State fans that I have, uh, you know, you go on the message boards and you read about the reactions, a lot of them actually are happy to come to Memphis. They're, they remember what a great party it was in Memphis. They remember all that and invariably say, and the stadium's a dump. Mm-hmm. So... If it is turned over to the University of Memphis, they will have every incentive to make sure it is... Who is Who will be more motivated to make sure it is first class than the people who play in it? Nobody. Well, and the people that are trying to move They're up trying, in the trying new world. Trying to move up in a, That's exactly right. And the people who are trying to move into a different conference. So, um, anyway, uh, the, the other part of all this is that... And it's interesting that Richard... You know, he's connecting the Liberty Bowl to the Grizzlies, and then he's connecting the Grizzlies to downtown. And I think that is a a key part of this, that right now, given everything that has happened downtown, given the way that people feel about getting their windows smashed downtown, given whatever else it is downtown, I think there is increasing recognition that the Grizzlies are a huge part. Richard Smith has mentioned this several times now. He mentioned it again this morning 
a huge part of revitalizing downtown and on and and bringing people back could you imagine could you imagine a part we, we talk about if the grizzlies left the city like generally speaking right what it would do for the morale of memphians everywhere can you imagine what it would do for downtown like if that like it would just be a freaking disaster so um and obviously a new building a new revitalized building um will help uh as downtown is clearly struggling not not as severely as it was in the wake of the MLK assassination, but downtown is clearly going through some difficult times. So anyway, all of that happened. I didn't expect to be talking about that, but Sam is now you know breaking stories left and right on it. You can keep up with him over at the Daily Memphian. Okay, the second story that I want to address, Jeffrey, comes from Penny's uh, media villa, his radio show last night. And I, when we talked about what happened yesterday and why the University of Memphis lost... And we mentioned a lot of things, right? We mentioned Ole Miss's three-point shooting. Uh, we mentioned um, uh, 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 David Jones not getting any shots in the last five minutes. Memphis still sorting out their pecking order. I heard your discussion in the afternoon where I thought you guys did a great job of, of, of talking about that. But we missed the big story. Yeah. We didn't know. We missed the big story. Sometimes it's just right in front of you, but we didn't know. Penny had a toothache. Yes. Severe. He had a severe toothache. Mm-hmm. How is a man supposed to win a basketball game at Ole Miss with a severe toothache? I mean, simply he cannot. He can, cannot be expected to. I mean, listen, if the college playoff, playoff committee had known about Penny's toothache. There's no question. There's no question. Or any of the odds makers, they would, have, they would have built this into there. Well, I mean, I did, when Ole Miss came out as a slight favorite, I did wonder, was there something I didn't they, know? That, you're exactly right. And clearly there was. They had a dentist who was who was in Informant. on this. They had they know more. We, we always know that they know more. Penny says he got I'm reading Parth Padia's tweets on this topic. Penny says he got thirty minutes of sleep the night before Ole Miss game with a toothache. Says he couldn't focus during the game. So normally he would be thinking, David Jones David Jones is really good. David Jones is scoring a lot of points. David Jones is my best player. I should make sure David Jones gets shots, right? That would be his normal train of thought. But instead he's thinking, well, we're winning this game. Oh, my damn tooth hurts. Yep. And I haven't slept. And I haven't slept. Let's let Javon Quinterly take all the shots. Throughout the day, I'm like, not today, not the Ole Miss game. Ended up coming back to Memphis and undergoing two-hour surgery to get the tooth pulled. You know, getting Jordan Brown to rebound is like pulling teeth. They say yes, that, right? uh, yes. You know? <laughs> um, okay, I joke about this. And here's the truth. I had a toothache. I really have not. I've gone through most of my life without, with a relatively toothache-free. Have you ever had a severe toothache? Uh, yes, I've had one. And it is. it does, like, consume every, one, like, every, is, every thought it, that you have. The truth of the matter is, it's debilitating. Like when I, you don't want to move your head, like you you you, it, it, it's a nerve right there. It feels like maybe it's the close proximity to your brain or something. Why sure. it hurts so damn much? It does hurt like crazy. And so I'm. I hope his tooth is better. Correct. You have you have this. You hope, I hope he's alleviated. Surgery, I hope yes. a successful surgery, and all of that. 
I don't think it's a great look, though. With all that being said, I don't think it's a great look to blame a loss on a toothache. Yeah, I mean, it does invite the question, okay, if it really was that excruciating. Why don't you let Rick Stansbury, who is toothache-free, Correct. call I mean, the shots? Juwan Howard's been sitting on the bench. You know what I mean? Like Phil Martelli's running the show. Well, but, maybe because he's a gamer. He's a gamer. Mm-hmm. Toothache or no toothache. It was his, yeah, you know, this Jordan is like the Will, This is the Willis Reed moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? He limps out there holding his whatever. <sighs> Visions of grandeur. Um, it was a very interesting, uh, it was a very interesting radio show generally because you also had uh, and now I'll read from uh, Jason Munz's Twitter. You also had Rick Stansberry saying that um, that he's disappointed with the attendance. Mm. Uh, the home crowds have been disappointed. We need everybody at these games. Uh, says if you don't buy tickets and show up to support the team, you can't complain when things aren't going well. Uh, you avoid social media when things aren't going well. Most of the time... Most of these people don't even buy tickets, don't even show up. Yep. Well, let me ask you this. Rank the following. Which is a, the less good look? Okay. Okay? Um, Ryan Silverfield, after beating Temple, criticizing fans who would boo Santa Claus. Okay. Penny Hardaway... Blaming a loss on a toothache, or Rick Stansbury, after a road game, by the way, choosing to criticize fans for not showing up and saying they're not the ones who buy the complainers aren't the ones who buy tickets. All right, so the least egregious to me is Penny blaming the loss. I on think a that is the least egregious because a toothache actually is crazy painful. Yeah, I mean, you you could make the arguments like it feels like an unnecessary admission but at the same time it's like okay well, like, you, yeah you yeah you typically say you t- what you typically do is you say i'm not going to make excuses if someone asks you about your toothache say yeah i had a tooth i had surgery whatever but you know i'm not going to make excuses you know for the for the loss that's what you would typically say number 2 for me is rick stansbury because even though i disagree with telling people how to be a fan you can at least make the argument well there's there's important home games coming up so it's at least a motivational tactic to get people to buy tickets. Like, you can, even though I don't agree with the message, like, you can at least make the argument that it is there indeed... There is some, at least, purpose to it. Correct. And then the most egregious to me is Ryan's answer, because, A, when you saw the question, it's like, that was, like, the easiest layup to just, like, you know, promote your players, and and you came across as, like, it was a very scripted response, and... It just kind of, it was like a, to me, it was very similar to how I felt when Ryan Day did the whole one yard thing after the Notre Dame game. It's like, no, that was kind of like you answering your own critics, which you got a microphone, you're entitled to that. But it's. Yeah, I think, I think Penny's is clearly the least egregious because we argue all the time that people should let us know what's going on. He's being transparent. Sure. If he had two hour tooth surgery, it was clearly severe. And honestly, it's just information that we didn't have. So right. I still think I still think let someone else say it or something else yeah. or whatever else, but whatever. Like I, I having had a toothache, that's excruciating. That's and he's and he's penny. Penny always says everything. Yeah. Right. Um the other two, I don't think there's much excuse for either of them. Um 
Rick is asking people to show up, but you can ask for people to show up without saying you're disappointed that they haven't been showing up. You know what I mean? Like, you can say, hey, we need you all at the home games. This is going to be really important. We've been on the road a long time now, and it's tough. And we're going to, when we get home, we're going to need you all to be here. You don't have to say, you whiners, why don't you come? First of all, attendance at the University of Memphis, um, relative to the rest of the country, is very good. Um, no, it's not a, it's not very good relative to how it was in the, you know, in the, from 2005 to 2010. Uh, it is not relatively good, but it is relatively good. And I also don't think it's true that the complete people who complain the loudest are the people who don't go as just as a general matter. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of the people who go to games beyond the university of Memphis and whatever else are the people who are invested in the teams and they get mad. They get mad and yeah. they complain when they're te- they're watching every snap or every uh, you know trip down the court or every whatever and they get furious and disgusted and mad. And so I think, in fact, a lot of your best fans who buy tickets are in fast, fast the biggest complainers because they're your most passionate customers. Don't yes. you agree with that? Yes, I tend to agree with you on that. And then Ryan's, I totally understand it. Like, I really don't understand Rick's. Like, they didn't even just play a home game. Like it was a passing comment, so no big deal. But it wasn't even a, you know, it's not like they just had a dismal attendance for a home game. I don't really understand it. It came out of the blue. Ryan's at least was totally human. I don't like either of them. I don't like Ryan's either. You know, mostly because it's also very clearly the way to fill an arena is not to yell at people for filling an arena. And the way to get people to stop booing you is not to yell at people for booing you. Yes. So they're both just wildly counterproductive in addition to everything else. Yes. Um, All right. We have both of those topics, by the way. Uh, Richard Smith and the fate of, uh, let's be honest, the entire city. And uh, the University of Memphis, both of those topics are topics I did not expect us to get into, but uh, it's always interesting. Uh, We have a lot more when we return. Before then, I will tell you, um, now we're less than three weeks to Christmas, now less than three weeks for Christmas, and this would be the moment to get yourself to Robert Irwin Jewelers. By the way, I don't talk about their financing enough. they got all kinds of financing options available. Long-term financing available, you can take up to 60 months to pay. They've got 0% interest financing available. They've got no credit check financing available. They've got all kinds of convenient locations, five convenient locations, rijewelers.com to check them out online if you want to do that. I go to the one right across from Novel on Perkins Extended. But, of course, the real reason to go to Robert Irwin Jewelers is because it's just a fabulous um, shopping experience. Whether you're getting engaged or whether you're getting something beautiful, someone you love during the holidays, there is nothing quite like a sparkle under a Christmas tree. And over at Robin Hood Jewelers, they've got things like free ring sizing for life. They've got the meant-to-be guarantee. So if you buy your loose diamond or custom-made engagement ring from Robin Hood Jewelers, you have three and 65 days to return it. Um, and on and on and on. Howie, I first, I first encountered Howie back when he was giving... Remember, he was people who got engaged and... Yes, the, the uh, kickoff. It was the kick return. It was the Tony Pollard yes. kickoff returns. He ended up giving all of these couples free engagement rings because of kickoff returns. Correct. I forgot the exact circumstances, but it was then when I first met Howie and I realized, my God, I've, I don't know I've met anyone who is more passionate about their business than Howie is about, uh, about matching people and beautiful... Diamonds. It is Robert Irwin Jewelers, rijewelers.com. Back in a moment, Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. We got fish on Friday after that. It is the Jeff Caucus Show, 92.9 FM. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Cleaning your fuel system can help your engine run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Tecron fuel system cleaner on sale now. Buy one, get one free. Plus get two times O rewards points. Get more fuel saving tips from the professional parts people at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Denise has been playing jazz for 40 years. Last concert, one of the musicians fell sick with RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems. This time, she's choosing to help protect herself with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Abrisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, in adults 60 years of age and older. Abrisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased response to a Brisbo. The most common side effects are tiredness, headache, pain at the injection site, and muscle pain. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisbo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisbo.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. <laughs> We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21+. plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. When you think of Medicare Advantage, you may think of your doctor's office. But what if your plan offered care that went beyond to your grocery store, where a healthy grocery allowance turns eating well into living well, or on your street, where you get help with transportation to a checkup? Medicare Advantage plans from WellPoint. Your whole health is our whole point. Services are provided by WellPoint Texas Inc. or WellPoint Tennessee Inc. WellPoint is a Medicare Advantage plan with a Medicare contract. 
Enrollment in WellPoint depends on contract renewal. It's the holiday season. Time for great deals from Metro by T-Mobile, like 5G home internet for eligible customers for just $20 a month with Nada Yada Yada. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no exploding bills ever. Just 5G home internet that's fit for any endeavor. So when the holidays are over, it's important to say 20 bucks a month is still all you'll pay. Nada Yada Yada, only at Metro. You'll need to qualify for the affordable connectivity program. Purchase a modem and get a phone plan. It's $25 the first month and $20 after that with auto pay. Limit one ACP discount per household. Andy Wise here. Disaster restoration. Fire damage, water damage, storm damage. You think restoring property, right? No, it's about restoring people. And no one does that better than Service Master by Cornerstone. Family-owned, Memphis-based Service Master by Cornerstone won Franchise of the Year for how it saves businesses and restores families. And now it's expanded services to Jackson, Tennessee and DeSoto County. Make the wise choice for disaster cleanup that's in the people-building business. Service Master by Cornerstone. 901-RESPONSE. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state, thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Hey, it's Jeff Calkins. You know when people ask if you have a good dentist to recommend? Well, I have a great dentist. It's Medi Sadegi at the Smile Center. I've been going to the Smile Center for years now. My three boys all go there too. Medi is skilled, he's cheerful, and has always found time when emergencies arise. I honestly couldn't imagine a better dentistry practice than the Smile Center. It's where I send all my friends. So if you're looking for a great dentist, go where my family goes. The Smile Center is conveniently located in Germantown, or you can check them out online at SmileCenterMemphis.com. Hey everybody, it's Boomer Esiason. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From superchargers, brakes, exhaust kits, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, did you know the Statue of Liberty is the largest holiday gift ever given? That's a big deal, just like those at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Hey, did you know when the year ends, so do the deals? It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days, or 2500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends January 2nd. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's football season, and the NFL is in full effect on the free Odyssey app. We're heading into the final stretch of the regular season, and the playoff picture is starting to come into focus. Whatever team you're rooting for, the free Odyssey app has you covered with the local talk and your team's podcasts. Plus, listen to play-by-play of every Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night game from Westwood One. If you're looking for the NFL, it's all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search for your favorite team. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. At Church Health, the people we care for are all around us. They might include your neighbor, the waiter who served you at your favorite restaurant, the home care specialist who keeps your aging parents safe, your friends and family members who in some cases are working multiple jobs just to get by. At Church Health, we measure impact on each patient visit, each bone set, 
each pediatric checkup, each medical relationship forged and nurtured. Our impact is measured in these patients' smiles and in their recoveries. The impact is good for the person and good for our community. At Church Health, we could not make a difference without you. We invite you to make an impact. Please visit churchhealth.org today and learn how you can become a Church Health champion. Church Health, making quality health care accessible so we can all live our lives with dignity, vitality, and joy. Find out more. Visit churchhealth.org today. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. place to bring your family during this holiday someone special during this holiday season i would refer you to bounty on broad beautiful restaurant right over there on broad avenue you can stroll down broad avenue shop in go and shop at some of the shops as i did just this past weekend uh and uh and then stop in if it happened to be wednesday it's wine down wednesday you can get half price bottles wine half price glass of wine in between five and six you can get 25 cent martinis that'll make you festive uh on any day, though, you can get the stunningly fabulous food, including the uh, pork belly confit, my new favorite, the fried oysters, the lamb shank, the gouda grits, the Brussels. It's Bounty on Broad. 4108131, Broad Avenue. Jeffrey, uh, let's play Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe it. I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Hawkins Show. It looks like colleges are going to start paying athletes. Believe it or not. I think I do believe this. Um, so we, uh, we bring this up because Ross Dellinger has a story over at Yahoo. Uh, which is uh, about a proposal for certain schools, your your rich, your powerful schools in Division One, to uh, to allow them to give uh, basically more loot to athletes, right? And it really involves two things. One, you could do your own name, image, and likeness deals with the athletes, no limit. So it doesn't have to be, you know, we're just not gonna. We're not going to, you know, we're going to try to pretend we're staying out of the way. You can set up your own NIL deals with athletes under this um, proposal that's being trotted out uh, by NCAA President Charlie Baker. And then secondly, uh, everyone who chooses to be in the subdivision would require, would be required to invest at least $30,000 a year per athlete in, quote, enhanced educ- in an enhanced educational trust fund, meaning a trust fund that's 
has nothing to do with tuition, really. It's just extra money, <laughs> right, that goes to these athletes. Uh, for four, four-year athletes, will total at least $120,000. Uh, it's got to go to at least half of a school's countable athletes, and at least half of the money must be directed towards women athletes uh, in keeping with Title IX. So in other words, you can go to a quarterback and you can say, yo, we're going to set you up with a, a deal for AutoZone to uh, talk about AutoZone for a million dollars a year. And by the way, whether you are a, a quarterback or a, a striker on the soccer team, women's soccer team, you are going to get at least $30,000 a year uh, for your four years in a trust fund that you can then use however you see fit when you leave college. Is that your understanding of how this would work? Yes, more, more or less. Um, and it's going to be talked about. There's NCAA meetings going on right now in Las Vegas. It's going to be talked about. I think I think Charlie Baker is going to speak in Las Vegas for the Sports Business Journal's like symposium or something yeah. conference. So, what do you think of this? So, my first thought was this. My first thought is. This seems it's clearly an idea. Like he even like they the story even references that it's meant more as a conversation starter than it is a than it is a proposal. Like this is what they're saying. This is you know, this is the proposal, this is this is our offer. I also kind of get the sense that maybe this is like a last ditch effort by the NCA to keep control. To stave off actual wages. Correct. With that said, I don't believe the power conferences, I think they like having the NCAA kind of being as someone that you can kind of put blame on, and I don't know if they want to run it all themselves, and so I, I'm not dismissive of this concept. Well, there's, and, and all of this is, yeah, it's in, it's, this is all in play, not because the NCAA has suddenly said, oh, you know what? Right. Athletes are doing all this work. They need to be compensated. They're the reason we're getting all this TV money. They need to be compensated. Um, it's because there are various cases out there. Yeah. Um, the model are, is introduced are, as, are, as the NCA and major conference schools are in the midst of settlement negotiations over what could be one of the most costly and impactful antitrust yeah. cases in college history. There's massive courses out there, cases out there involving massive liability. I know you all don't want to hear too much about the money and business of sports. It gets depressing as it is, uh, but there you go. Um, I mean, I think the, the, most significant, the most significant detail in this to me is this is the first piece of information we've seen that actually verbalizes the splitting of Division One, you know, FBS. Well, that's or, the question, and you'd have to decide. Like, one of the interesting questions is, if you're Memphis, what do you do? Right. Do you have the money to do this? I do not know the answer to that. My suspicion is probably not. Six million a year, and that's at the minimum. Six million a Wouldn't year. Wouldn't you just say, I'm, we're going to find the money to do this? Otherwise, you're basically saying we are no longer one of the major players. I mean, not that they're a major player, but this applies to basketball as well. They're, yeah. they're a serious player in basketball. No, I mean, I I think that's the other aspect. It's it's going to allow you to compete in the other D1 sports. I think what we're starting to see is what I think about, I think it was maybe two SEC media days ago, Brian Kelly, yeah, I think it was maybe his first time at LSU, he had mentioned, he's like, where's this headed? Well, this is headed to where it's going to be 50 or 60 schools playing at the highest level of football, and it's going to be extremely expensive. Well, here we are. Here we are. 
Uh, all this comes, by the way, at a time. Uh, the portal, obviously, more than a thousand names yesterday entered the portal, including basically, I think, I think this is the right number. Nine hundred ninety-six of them are quarterbacks. Yeah, um, including Cam Take Ward from Washington State, Dylan Gabriel from uh, Oklahoma, Kyle McCord from Ohio State, Riley Leonard from Duke, uh, Will Howard from K State, uh, Grayson McCall from Coastal, Will Rogers. Tyler Buckner, of course, is going to lacrosse. Correct. Uh, who do you want out of the – who, what one quarterback out of the portal? You're starting the uh, Jeffries uh, there. Uh, what, what one quarterback do you want? I think the one that obviously intrigues you the most has to be Cam Ward because there is the idea of he is a, a special type of athlete and a special type of thrower. Is there thrower? already a feeling of where all these dudes are going? Like the people so, already know. So I saw Will Rogers. Uh, Washington seems to be the the leader. I think there's the suspicion with Dylan Gabriel that he winds up at Mississippi State. You know, I don't know how much actual information is out there other than people are just going, "Well, his coach, his offense coordinator that brought him to Oklahoma from Who's UCF." Better, Will Rogers or Dylan Gabriel? Probably Dylan Gabriel. Upgrade. So an upgrade. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel would probably be an upgrade. I mean, Will Rogers is like I think in. If you run a if you run an air raid system, I think Will Rogers is extremely productive, but Will Rogers is very system dependent. With Cam Ward, I think there's the the idea of if you put better players around him, would he shine even more? And I'd be incredibly intrigued by that. D'Angelo Williams is the best uh football player in University of Memphis history. Believe it. And I ask or that not. because he's going into the college football hall of fame tonight. So do we stipulate non-specialists? You're going to say kicker? I mean, Goskowski, Goskowski was a really, really successful... Yeah, you can't pick a kicker. Then I think it has, you to, can't be, pick it has to be D'Angelo, right? Uh, he's certainly the best player I've covered uh, since 96. He's the best player I've covered. So I'll let, I'll let other folks yeah, argue I'm not, about I'm Isaac not... Bruce was a, obviously a tremendous player. He went on to be an NFL Hall of Famer. Um, and I think then I, I'm taken back. I don't believe it. I think you got to say because D'Angelo was a like if there was a hall of very good in the NFL. Yes, but are we mentioning? I don't think we're talking about their NFL career. Then then it's D'Angelo. D'Angelo was a one man team on offense. He was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. As as great as some of the other running backs have been since sure. then, and they've been incredible. Um, D'Angelo had it all. Like that dude had it all. He could. He could. I mean, open you would it up. just he, watch. He, he'd watch he, eleven guys run to him, right? and, he'd st- and he, he was he was elusive and powerful and electric fast. Yes, he was just unbelievable, um, and he had this personality that would absolutely light up the place. You know, that was um, you know people just fell in love with him, and he stayed at Memphis. Like he may have been getting some under the table nil, but I still do remember. The press conference he had when he decided to come back for his senior year. In a, this is before NIL, yeah. and at a time when, by the way, NFL running backs went in the first round. Yes. He was drafted in the first round. He decided to come back for his senior year. Yes. Total insanity. Um, you would certainly wouldn't For, add. what, another 350 carries? Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Um, so congratulations. Congratulations to D'Angelo Williams for that. Uh, you blame it is simply unacceptable that Zach Wilson is reluctant to go back to return to be a starter for the Jets because of fear of injury. 
Believe it or not. No, I do not believe that. Um, now, this doesn't... Uh, so let's let's examine the story, by the way. Like, what do you believe there? Do you think, really, Zach Wilson said, I'm not going back because of fear of injury? I don't think it's because of fear of injury. I think it's just like... I think Zach Wilson's at that point where it's like he's just um, I don't like blame emotionally for, been broken. I, I don't blame that at all. Yes. For saying, listen, you guys threw me out there. I've been a laughing stock. There's no opportunity for success here. I don't see the reason to go back and start for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it's, I don't think this is, like, for fear of injury. I do think it's because he's just done. <laughs> like, he's done with the Jets. And it's like, you're, you're really, I don't you're understand. Put- I really don't understand why the Jets wouldn't just go with Trevor Simeon. Um, and, and, and Salah, by the way, Salah squashed this stuff. He said if he was reluctant to play guys, he wouldn't be here. The young man wants the ball. He wants to start. So he he contradicted the report. Right, um, but that's what Salah does. But that's what Salah – and that's what any coach would do, right? I mean, honestly, in that situation, most wouldn't throw the quarterback under the bus. Um, but why not at this point – you know the Zach Wilson thing hasn't worked. You know the Tim Boyle thing hasn't worked. And by the way, it, it, it's not all their fault. Why not go for Trevor with Trevor Simeon here? What the hell? I think this is this is kind of how I've always felt. Zach Wilson's better than those guys, and I think the fear is if you put Trevor Simeon, the rest of your team quits on you. And Sala right now seems like he's fairly safe to stay, but if you have a team that quits on you, you know they they have to play a very specific style of their defense, just essentially holding teams under ten points. And, like, that's their style of play to win. And if that team quits on you and then you start getting blown out, well, now all of a sudden your job's in jeopardy. And Wilson's better than those guys. Like, I know it's fun to make fun of Zach Wilson. We all enjoy it. He is way more talented than Tim Boyle and than Trevor Simeon. And the rest of the guys in the locker room know that. So what's going to happen? I think they're going to begrudgingly play Zach Wilson again. Because someone will what get in, a, what I've someone will get in Wilson's ear and say this <clears throat> this could actually make you sympathetic. Uh, uh, Jake Browning is going to be a legitimate NFL quarterback going forward. He's convinced you. Believe it or not, I do not believe that. I am entertaining the possibility that somebody decides to give him a decent amount of money to be a starter next year. Gets like a Baker deal, you know, like whatever's like ten million to be kind of a trial starter. What the hell was the name of that Jacksonville quarterback who the Bills traded for? Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. Oh yeah, Mister. They traded was, a first he was the round captain. Draft pick. So I used to have a team every single year of <laughs> looks like a quarterback until the ball is snapped. Rob Johnson was the poster child. He's he the he inspiration. Got a couple of games. Oh yeah. And, ah, let's give up a first round Maybe draft with USC. pick. He 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 uh, he the the Bills traded for a first round draft pick that became Fred mm-hmm. Taylor, who became a tremendous running back in the NFL, and. Uh, and Rob Johnson never did anything. Is that what you well, foresee then, for Jake Browning? Um, <sighs> that was so much fun last night. And by the way, that interception, I had to turn the channel. That interception was so bad. I had, I was, I had to cower. I felt so bad for him for throwing that pick. That was maybe the worst. I mean, that was horrific. Now, he's not a quarterback, so maybe any quarterback's so bad pick is worse. What I think actually happened was, because I went back and watched it too, because you're like, what? It was almost like because he 
he clutched. And then it's like he just decided I'm just going to keep throwing it. I think what happened, I think the play was supposed to get thrown back to Browning. It was. I'm, I'm quite and confident And Browning got, bl- like, blown up. Yeah, 100%. They could, he should have swallowed the ball at that point. Just run it. Yeah, Just like run it. it. So it's crazy. But the other thing I couldn't figure out was, were they throwing it back to Browning to have him throw it again? I think so. That's what I think. Okay, because I was like, why are you running that? I think it was a, hi- it was a yeah. And then it was a highly entertaining that they came back to win the damn game. And Browning was great. Browning was great. And honestly, he was also great in the postgame. Yeah, he's, he's, he's seems like an incredibly appealing dude. He's. Um, I just. I feel like he is like the classic. You know, maybe maybe his career path is like new Gardner Minshew. Bo Nix should win the Heisman. Believe it or not, I, I do not believe that. Jaden Daniels was the best player in college football this year. Like, if I had a vote, I, do you still have your Heisman? Isn't he? No, I don't have mine. I, I think I, he's going to win. Yeah, I, I think he should win, and he's going to. Yes, win. It, it, it's possible that with a magnificent. Victorious performance this past weekend. If enough people had not voted, that Bo Nix would have then surpassed him. Yes, but given that you didn't get that, um, uh, they they're gonna they're gonna go with Jaden Dennis. And it's not true, by the way, that you have to. Th- thank God it's not. You don't have to be the best player on the best team to win the Heisman. You have to be the best player on a relatively successful team. Lamar Jackson was not the best player on the best team, was he? No, on the Heisman. RG three was not the best player. No, but there on the is one other team. caveat. So what we've seen in the playoff era is you need if you're going to not be the best player on the best team or a playoff team, they have to you have to have the scenarios that we have right now where it's like okay, well, who would be Michigan's guy? McCarthy doesn't. McCarthy threw for like 200 yards. No, no, if there is some guy, that person is de facto the favorite. Correct. But there is not that person. There's not that, and that's but the I, same thing. Is it, it is not, if for those say, well, they're not, they weren't even a championship contender, that should not be that should not be disqualifying, and nor has it always been in the past. Lamar Jackson was on a Louisville team that was 9-3. Not, yeah, and I mean, I don't know what RG3's team, those teams RG3's were, all, team, were good. So good RG3's teams. team, I think, was also 9-3. and three. His key was he got there was a Thursday night where they played OU, and it was like the national TV game, and he had just a monster game, and it knocked OU out of the playoff. Or maybe it knocked him out of whatever beast, whatever the national title race. Uh, okay, Jeffrey, back to phone etiquette. You should always text before calling. Believe it or not. All right. You're stipulating if you're calling someone that... You're calling someone on the phone, and you should... Right, but, like, if I'm calling Aaliyah, I don't need to text her. No, but I like, think that's is right. This... I think this must mean someone... If I'm calling someone that doesn't... Someone re... that doesn't, yes. Like, I got someone's number. Hey, I need to reach out. Yes, I would text them always before I would call them. Okay, but I, here's my... Okay, let, let, I'm going to go through very quickly. Here's some of the... This is from the Washington Post story that I mentioned last time. Remember? And we didn't have time to discuss it fully. One is it said, don't leave voicemails. That was the first one. And I kind of agree that it is fruitless to leave a voicemail unless you alert someone that there is a vo- there's a voicemail, that you've left them a voicemail, or unless it's a birthday, you know, you're getting your grandkids to sing happy birthday to someone or something. I, I do think just leaving a voicemail, there's a very good chance now that it's going to be overlooked. So I, I sort of agree with that as a matter of common sense, not to leave voicemails. I, I, I kind of, and honestly, if you want to do a voice thing, you can do a voice memo. Yeah, but then if you get a weird voice memo from an un, uh, unrecognized number, then everyone thinks scam, scam, scam. I'm actually totally fine with leaving a voicemail if you're calling someone that, you know, perhaps they don't have your number or whatnot. 
Because, but I don't listen to my voicemails. But I mean, some like I do. I think a lot of people don't. Like more times, I think my point is a lot of people don't listen to their voicemails. I, I think they notice them. I would also say it's more like out of convenience rather than I know this person didn't pick up because they didn't recognize my number. So rather than sending them a text afterwards, I'll just leave a voicemail. If someone texts you and doesn't respond, to me, it's not a, it's not it's not believable when they say I missed your text. Everybody sees texts. Maybe they were on the car when their car and they didn't fully focus on it. But I. But if someone sends you a voicemail and you haven't, and no one's responded, and I've left them a voicemail. I think I often assume, well, they just didn't listen to the voicemail. I'm going to try something else. Anyway, next one: text before calling. That it's rude to just call. I don't agree with that. I think it is again fruitless to sometimes just call if someone doesn't know who your number is. They're not picking up. So you should, in that, as a matter of strategy, text before calling. Right? Yes. If it's a stranger. Because otherwise, they're just not going to pick up. But I don't think it's rude to text before calling. It's just a kind of a waste of time. Yes. I, mean, uh, call yes I would agree. It's not rude, but it is not. Okay. Sec- third is there's no obligation to answer the phone. You don't have to answer the phone. Um, I actually agree. I'm not saying that it's you're obligated. I just think in this day and era where so much spam and there's so many scams out there, if you don't recognize the number, I don't think it's that rude to, to not pick up. Well, how about this one? Related. You should screen your calls. And there have these all these new features. Now there's a new Apple feature where you can screen the call. Yeah. And if they're leaving a message, you can, you can, you'll see the text coming across your phone and you can pick it up in the midst of the message. Now they'll know you're screening, but it's not even unacceptable to screen anymore. It used to be if you screen on an answering machine and you picked up halfway and you're like, yeah, you'd have to say, yeah, I was screening. Like it's a bad thing. Now everybody screens their calls all the time and we're smart too because there's so damn much spam out there. Yeah. I, I don't get a, like because of our line of work, I often have people call me that I don't have their numbers. And so I, I, I just, I don't, I kind of am in a different category than I feel like everyone else. All right, else. here we go. Don't, uh, don't call multiple times unless it's an emergency. And you call someone, if you call them again, they're going to think, well, it's an emergency. And so you shouldn't do that unless it's an emergency. Yeah, I kind of, I agree with that. I think I fundamentally agree with that. Um, here, this one. I like this one, actually. Texts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 